All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely. Walt Secure is their expert, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. They are also going to talk to us this hour about the stock market and anything that's going on with the equities. If you have any interest in that at all, you stay tuned. And if you have any questions about the stock market, while the AKW Group invests their clients' money, give us a call at 330-673-1234 and on WNR.com, call us toll-free at 800-669-4100. Well, Walt, last week, I tell you, there were more people on the sidelines than at a football game. What's going on in the market? <laughs> well, Bob, it was another tough week uh, for the market, for sure. Um, yeah, I think the Russia-Ukraine situation definitely dampened the spirits of the market, as well as, you know, the continuing headlines about inflation and rising interest rates and, you know, just a lot of worry. I think we have that wall of worry that we talk about that, uh, you know, there's the, definitely a lot of pessimism out there right now. And plus, the market got off to a slow start. And, you know, a lot of people, we had talked about this the last couple of years, people that were new to the market never really have experienced something like this. So uh, some some of that money that came in uh, during the boredom of the pandemic and people getting stimulus checks and so forth has probably left the market very quickly. And, uh, you know, we're settling back down to more of an investment uh, type of scenario. So a lot of changes going on. But for the week, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, close off 658 points. We're at 34,079. Uh, that was off 1.9% for the week. Year-to-date, the Dow is down 6.2%. Uh, the S&P 500 index was off 69 uh, for the week, down 1.6%. Year-to-date, we're off 8.8%. Uh, the NASDAQ had a rough week, down 243, off 1.8%. Year to date, the Nasdaq is off 13.4%. Uh, so, you know, pretty big hit. Uh, the Russell 2000, those small mid cap stocks were off 1% for the week and sit down 10.5%. So, you know, uh, we had about a two year period of time where we talked about almost every week of the market going higher. And, you know, this, this year surely started off different. Now, of course, the big uh, news in the world market uh, has been a, a big factor in why the market has been so so weak. Uh, we have uh, Vladimir Putin in Russia, the dictator there. And we have Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell as uh, two men that are very dissimilar in their philosophies, but seem to be having a great deal of impact over the market uh, as we head into uh, what is going to be a holiday week. Yeah, you couldn't find two probably more dissimilar men when you talk about the uh, you know the Russian dictator <laughs> Vladimir Putin and our Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, that uh, both have a lot of influence on the market right now and a lot of influence on people's expectations. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what both men do uh, in the next few weeks because they'll definitely have a huge impact on what this market does in the short run. 
Now, we talk about inflation as the other big concern, and we'll be talking about that probably from some time. Let's uh, uh, talk about that for the folks and uh, find out why inflation is uh, so high and, and what, it, what really is inflation as far as the market is concerned. Sure, Bob. Well, you know, inflation, the classic definition is just, you know, too much money chasing too few goods. And if you take that definition, the simple economic definition, you know, I think the number one reason for high inflation is just the trillions of dollars of stimulus. You know, we did something unprecedented uh, in the world. You know, we, we've never done it before. Uh, you know, we put a lot of money into the system to, because of the pandemic was something we never experienced before. And, and doing that, you know, you flood the system with money, and now you have uh, supply chain issues, which we've talked about, that, you know, I think everybody's experiencing them out there in one way or another, uh, you know, whether it be you're looking for a garage door or car parts or, you know, everybody's shelves, there's certain items on the shelves, even food items aren't there. So uh, we're all experiencing the, the shortage. I think some of that gets probably solved as we move through 2022. Uh, corporations are also using this to their advantage. You know, corporations like to raise prices and uh, really, they're they're doing it pretty easily. You know, people are accepting the price rises, um, and you know, because corporations do that, those price rises go into effect. And then, if you know, if inflation kind of slows down, those prices, those price increases are going to be there, and it's going to help profitability of a lot of companies. And plus, just as the society, about we always talk about it. You know, here in the U.S., we are a consumption economy. We spend a lot of money. So price increases aren't something that can be hidden. You know, we're out there spending money all the time, and we definitely are all seeing those impacts of higher prices. So if inflation is just a natural result of the free market system and actually can make corporate profits rise, why would the stock market be uh, so afraid of inflation? Well, I think people in my business, Bob, you know, the devaluations start to, you know, look at cash flows in the future differently. So, you know, we start to revalue companies because higher inflation means higher interest rates. Higher interest rates means those cash flows don't probably mean as much. But you're right. I, I think, Bob, you know, one of the best places to battle inflation is to own stocks. And I think as we look out over the next couple of years, we're still very, very confident um, but in the short run, we are getting a little bit of revaluation of, of a lot of companies out there, especially a lot of the growth stocks. Now, when you look at the, uh, all this we're talking about, uh, inflation and higher prices, but yet the January sales numbers, as you talked about, the retail numbers are very robust. People are, are spending money on whatever they can find, even if there's higher prices. So uh, is that unusual in an inflationary, a typical inflationary cycle? Well, Bob, you know, it just, again, shows that people's appetite to spend is still there. January was up 3.8% in retail sales. Uh, like you said, you know, if people can find it, they're buying it. Um, you know, people will still have that uh, appetite, you know, to spend. And, and we're seeing it, I think, especially in some of the travel-related stocks and experience stocks. You know, people want to get back out and live again. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the higher prices is definitely on people's minds. It's definitely having an impact. It's, it's an irritant. However, you know, people's desires to spend are still there and, and will still be there as we go forward. Once again, we're talking to Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron. You can talk to him, too, at 330-673-1234. Now, for uh, most families, their biggest asset is their home. Now, prices bottomed out in 2012, but they've now run up nearly 70% to peak values here in 2022. Now, would that mean housing is still a good investment for the average family? 
Well, Bob, housing is a necessary investment a lot of times. You know, you need a roof over your head. It's one of the core principles we talk about. It, it creates stability. It creates, uh, it, you know, something that's important to a lot of people. And, you know, starting in the 1950s, it was kind of the American dream, you know. And, and the alternatives are rents. You know, rents are very volatile at times. And uh, so I think, you know, looking at housing a little bit differently, but it is it does create some stability for someone over the years. You know, if you buy a house and you stay there for a long period of time, uh, you are going to gain some equity, and it's an important part of someone's financial picture. I, I think some of the flipping and, and the, you know, rapid acceleration of home prices – uh, that's definitely going to slow down here, and, and it'll be interesting to see what the market does over the next couple of years. So as far as a speculative type of investment, but, you know, maybe not be there, but as far as just the core part of someone's overall asset structure, I think a house is still very, very important. Once more, Walt Zakir is with us to talk about the stock market from the EKW Group perspective. 330-673-1234 is our number to call with your questions or comments. Uh, time now, though, for our Trends and Insights section of the show. Walt does a lot of research throughout the week on many interesting subjects to see how they might impact the market and buying and selling trends. So let's see what's uh, come up for this week. Uh, hashtag book talk uh, to the rescue for book lovers. Uh, it says TikTok has taken the world by storm and there's some negative feelings about that. But the hashtag book talk has over 34.5 billion views. And this is where people share their book reviews and reading experiences to millions of, of people who are looking at at, the, at these at this website. Uh, that actually has led to a rise, a rising interest in act really reading books again. Uh, is that going to be a major cultural change? Because all we hear about recently is that the uh, books in the book market has been declining. Well, it shows people have some interest out there, Bob. And I thought that was just really fascinating. You know, again, we we do talk a lot about the negative influences of social media, but. Uh, this one is a positive one, you know, with a lot of people out there sharing their book reviews and their their reading experiences. And, you know, you put one of these reviews up, millions of people may see it. So anybody out there that's a book reader, you might want to look at the book talk on the TikTok app to, to get your, uh, your book ideas out there for other people to experience and uh, get people reading again. In the world of the farming, which, of course, is uh, very important here in Ohio, especially south of our area, agricultural auctions are seeing record prices for, for equipment and, and other things that go with a, a working farm. An auction in December saw the highest price paid for a tractor, a 2019 Deer major farm tractor, sold for $538,000, more than a half a million dollars for a piece of farm equipment. Well, we're long past the day of the Fordson and the plow, aren't we? about but it also shows this the supply chain disruption and what it's done to prices you know we we see in a lot of industries you know people need these items if you're a farmer you, you need a tractor and you know if you can't get a new one you can't get the parts ordered then you have to go to the next thing that's there and these are those auctions so we've seen a lot of used items out there really you know start to to show different pricing and it, it creates a, a little different way to look at the markets and you know, to think of service and, and, and different types of things of where there might be some opportunities for investment. Uh, another statistic which has impacted a lot of people is that used car prices are up more than 40% from a year ago for, for second-hand cars. And this, too, has to be reflected in the fact that the new cars are in short supply because they can't get the uh, chips to build them. Absolutely. And people need transportation, and so people are looking at reliable used cars. And uh, we also see it in the after-car market and 
you know, supplies, uh, advanced auto parts. There were some companies that reported earnings last week that showed some really strong numbers. So, yeah, but I mean, this is definitely impacting the way we're thinking about different investment opportunities. So now let's talk about the stocks themselves in Stock Talk with Walt Secure of the AKW Group in Akron. If you have a particular stock that you're interested in, you'd like to talk about that and maybe get Walt's take on that, whether you own it right now or looking to sell it or you inherited it or you'd like to maybe take a flyer and buy it, give us a call again at our number, 330-673-1234. If you're listening on WNR.com, feel free to use our toll-free line at 800 669 100. Give us a call if you have any questions at all on Stock Talk. We'll talk about earnings once again. In late February, about 84% of the S&P 500 stocks are in the books. So what have you been seeing about the numbers in the big picture? Well, Bob, we see a lot of strong results. You know, we're, we're seeing 77% of those S&P 500 companies have reported positive earnings surprises. Uh, 78% of them have reported positive uh, earnings revenue surprises as well. So earnings and revenue come in very strong. Um, you know, I, I think, Bob, overall, there's just been a lot of disconnect between, you know, results and metrics and how companies are doing and stock prices right now. It seems like stock prices are fairly irrational. Um, you know, one of my irrational readings is to look at the VIX. You know, I always look at that, you know, that indicator that shows, um, you know, how volatile the markets are being. And when it gets close to 30, there's a little bit of crazy in the market. And we're at 28, and we bumped over 30 a couple times. So I think overall earnings have been strong and revenue has been strong. And for, for a lot of the companies we follow, we've seen those, those kinds of results. If we look at NVIDIA, which is another long-term holding in your core equity portfolio, we've talked about them many times on the show over the past three years. Let's take a minute to review your, your thesis about why NVIDIA and what NVIDIA showed in their latest earnings report. Yeah, it's one of the top uh, you know, semiconductor GPU processors out there. They, they make these high-end graphic cards, Bob, that are used in the gaming market. Uh, you know, Their data centers are, are impressive. And when you talk about mode technologies like artificial intelligence or autonomous driving, you know, NVIDIA is at the, at the center of that. So uh, the metaverse, which a lot of people are talking about, NVIDIA is going to be at the center of that. So you know, the results were really impressive for the quarter. Uh, revenue was up 53%. They did $7.6 billion, over $5 billion the year prior for the three months. Our profits were up 69%. Um, stock sold off, you know, for the week, Bob. But again, if you look long term, I, I think you got to like Nvidia here. Uh, you know, one thing we point out is the volatility of these companies, though. I mean, they are extremely volatile, and you have to have the stomach you know, for this type of investment. Well, we're looking at some of these other big technology stocks. Uh, uh, some of them actually might have gotten ahead of themselves in the last uh, boom market. And there's a lot of pressure on these stocks now that the prices are starting to, to fall and investors are starting to rethink their values on these stocks. So what do you think that the investors should continue to do and think long-term with these uh, big technology stocks? Yeah, yeah, Bob, I think you have to think long-term. You know, again, just as we were talking about NVIDIA, you know, this stock in the past five years has traded from $23 a share up to $346. Uh, it's bounced back to 232 But any way you look at it, if you were owner of the stock for the past couple of years, you'd still be very happy. You, you may not like the, uh, the trade-offs from the highs, but that's what happens with these stocks. You know, you have to live through volatility to get the results. Risk-reward. 
the higher the risk. And, and a lot of times in investments, we're talking about volatility. That's risk. You know, the, the ups and the downs, the movements, the, the roller coaster that you're on is a little bit more aggressive. But over time, that's how returns are, are won. And, you know, we continue to believe that risk return trade off in some cases makes a lot of sense for some investors. Now, when you talk about that kind of uh, investing, why couldn't you just uh, sell the stock when it's at a high uh, price and then buy it back when it uh, goes down again? Isn't that a good strategy, too? Oh, Bob, it's one of the favorite questions that people ask me all the time. You know, why don't we get out and buy it back? But you never know when these things are going to take off. And, and a lot of times, if you get to the sidelines, it's hard to get back in. I think the biggest mistakes I've seen people make is selling great companies to try to avoid a little short-term movement and never getting back into them and never having the long-term results that you get. So a little bit of patience, knowing what you own, knowing why you own, a little bit of confidence, and, uh, you know, that's what makes an investor a good investor. Let's take some calls now for Walt Security on WNIR at 330-673-1234. Good morning. You're on the air. Morning, morning. Uh, how about that uh, Madsen, Walt? <laughs> huh? Yeah, there you go, Ken. You're always bringing up some good ones. Hey, how about uh, I'm starting to get interested in Crocs. They look it's starting to look like a value uh, stock. It's getting down there. I saw an interview with the uh, president of the company, and uh, he made a lot of good points and stuff. They had some records, uh, earnings and stuff. I but I, I still wouldn't wear a pair, but they. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it has some merit. But anyway, my question is uh, uh, on Google uh, Alphabet. Uh, that's been way out of my range. Uh, all my life, those, those numbers, uh, those high numbers, always scared me. But it's going to split twenty for one, mm-hmm. and uh, I was thinking about buying five shares, so then I'd have a hundred when it split. Have you seen any studies on how that all? Uh, it'll, then it would be uh, instead of twenty six hundred, it would be a hundred and thirty. Have you seen any studies uh, on how that all settles out uh, over time on stocks like that? Yeah, but I think, you know, Ken, when you look at stock splits, uh, there's a lot of mixed, uh, you know, I think the results say that, you know, a lot of it's cosmetic at times, but uh, there was a period of time where stock splits, you know, tended to, you know, result in a little bit of upward movement in the stock. The stock's going to settle back down and, and trade on fundamentals and outlook and prospects and, you know, their, their financials. But I think, you know, making the stock more affordable always makes it better for the retail investor. Uh, the institutional investors, I don't think, care anymore about where stock prices are. Uh, you know, for me, buying a $2,600 stock is no different than buying a $10 stock. You know, it's uh, it's the investment, the dollars in. But I think from a retail investor, it does make a difference. And a lot of times you'll see the stock move on, on those types of uh, splits. Okay. Yeah, I'll just... Uh... I'm going to keep an eye on it there. Okay, you guys have a good week. Thank you. You too, Ken. And thank you for calling on WNIR 330-673-1234. Uh, we talked about Crocs now, and we, again, we talked about gummy shoes uh, already, and so let's talk about some uh, travel stocks that are showing life again as uh, things seem to be easing up in the uh, pandemic world. Uh, your holdings in the women's leadership portfolio, Airbnb, is one of those stocks and showed some solid earnings results reacting positively, going up 5% in a week when the market itself was down. Yeah, Airbnb is, uh, is a good stock, Bob. We, we like it here. Um, you're talking about a platform that started in 2008. They have over 4 million hosts, over a billion guests to use this, this service, uh, even through the pandemic time. I think they have some of the most unique properties in the world. I mean, 
when you're looking for a uh, you know place to get away, a unique place, uh, sometimes a private place. Uh, Airbnb has some some great offerings. Um, so so you know, 220 countries in the world, over 100,000 cities that are represented here. Uh, they had a really strong quarter. Again, they showed sales up about 78 percent for the quarter. Uh, they were 1.5 billion over 859 million, and then for earnings, they were up about 100 percent for the quarter, eight cents uh, versus a loss, obviously, uh, last year in comparison. So, uh, you know, very very strong outlook for Airbnb, and one that we like uh, as we look forward. Once again, 330-673-1234 is the number to call for Stock Talk with Walt Sakara of the AKW Group. Uh, another stock not related to earnings, but a core equity holding of yours, Intel, made some news again last week. They purchased Stower, Tower Semiconductor and showing more aggressive plans to become a major provider of what they call foundry services. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Intel's done a lot of things that are interesting and a lot of things right. I think they're reinventing themselves a little bit, Bob, and you know, trying to think about where the future is for the company. And, and this acquisition is another, you know, coming off their, their foundries that they're developing in Arizona and then Ohio, and then, you know, on top of it doing an acquisition shows their aggressiveness. You know, they really want to get back to uh, being that leading uh, semiconductor firm that they had the reputation for for many, many, many years. Uh, so they're doing a lot of things, I think, right at the time. And we, we like the stock here. And uh, as we look out over the next three to five years, we think this will be a good holding. We talked about the world of farming earlier, and uh, John Deere tractors are being uh, uh, selling on auction at high prices. Now, Deere is a stock you've been watching closely for that core equity portfolio. It fell last week after their earnings report. So is it time now to buy Deere, considering that uh, the prices are going to be going up like this? Yeah, we, we like Deere for a lot of reasons. Uh, we'd like to see the stock be a little bit lower. Um, you know, again, it's held in there pretty well, Bob. It got it, it to that $400 level. It's at 369 so straight it off a little bit. But, uh, yeah, high-quality company. I think when you think about farming and agriculture and the importance, uh, you know, as we look forward in the world, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be there. Um, this, these equipment, they're needed. They're needed throughout the world. So, uh, yeah, we we really like deer. Um, I just like to see the stock a little bit cheaper. So if this if this market keeps uh, trading off, these are the kinds of stocks that we really pay close attention to. We look for opportunities to to get into uh, you know great companies as their stocks fall. So how do you determine what kind of formula do you use to uh, to pre- get that target price? Is it something that you actually put into a computer and and, and uh, calculate, or is it something you kind of see to your pants, believe that that'd be a good price, or how do you work that? Bob, you know, I have models that I've developed over the years. We have a lot of research that we purchase. We have some of the you know the best research in the world. I'm not afraid to spend my own money on it, and Baird provides us with a lot of intelligence as well. And it, you know, and then I have some modeling that uh, you know I put into some spreadsheets, and and I have some ideas of what's you know relatively attractive to me with the years of experience that I've had. So. We spend a lot of time, you know, looking at these. They aren't guesses. They aren't gut feelings. I mean, they're they're a little bit of art and science here, Bob. You know, a little bit of computational and a little bit of feel. Uh, but at the same time, you're you're trying to create, I think, a portfolio that is enduring and, and can last for the long haul. 
And, of course, we know the AKW Group is allied with the Robert W. Baird Company internationally. They have a great, great reputation for having all sorts of services provided to their wealth management customers, including financial planning and estate plan reviews, tax reviews, very important at this time of the year, calculations about Roth conversions and Social Security and stock options and more. So if uh, you're looking at that kind of a a full-service firm that will give you a lot more information than you're just uh, buying and selling stocks, you got to consider the AKW Group and all the people they have working there and and uh, at this time of the year of course with the uh, tax time coming up you may need some information on that too so what are some of the things that you are working on in early 2022 at the akron office well i think you, you make a good point you know i have a great team there um you know allison and abby are actively you know talking to uh, clients and cpas and making sure we're getting you know tax information out uh, timely uh you know answering any questions that we might have uh, you know, also doing a great job thinking forward with the RMD calculations. You know, a lot of people's RMDs have changed. They've, they've went up, getting some communication out early in the year, making sure that uh, people know the, the RMD number and, you know, can plan around that and talk to their accountants as they're going in for their taxes here early in the year. It's very, very important. You know, those requirement and distributions can create a little bit of havoc on tax returns. So if they're, when they're going in to sign their, you know, their uh, current tax return that's being prepared, and they can talk about what next year looks like. That's really, really important. So our team is very proactive. Um, you know, Kevin has been very involved in building out the educational components of our practice. Uh, you know, we, we offered some of those retirement planning classes last year. He's getting ready to, you know, get another set of those classes up and running here in the first part of 2022, plus a new class that he'll be teaching called the Wealth Accumulation uh, for people that are a little bit younger that aren't really thinking retirement but are thinking about how do they invest uh, the best way as they continue to accumulate their own wealth. So I think education is a big part of what we want to really focus on and uh, the planning activities. Uh, so so a lot of good things happening uh, with the group. Uh, of course, I'm just there trying to balance the pyramid, Bob, and you know it's upside down. We just try to you know, keep everything moving forward, make sure we take care of the people we have. All our clients are extremely important to us. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had a few new clients come on. And, again, we, we, you know, that can't be everything to everybody. We, we always like to bring on a few families a year uh, where, where they fit well within our practice. And again, give another shout out to the folks there in the Washington, Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh. Sue Marshall has a satellite office there with uh, with you guys, and and her team provide the same services and work with the work with you as closely as they do in Akron. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, Sue's an amazing professional. Uh, we we you know have built a great relationship over the years. We go back many many years, uh, back to my days when I had my uh, registered investment advisory firm, and uh, she's she's a very talented advisor there, and. You know, my group uh, supports her as well. So we, we have a lot of really good things going on, Bob, and, and definitely want to give her a shout-out. And again, that is in Washington, Pennsylvania, which is right outside of Pittsburgh, and their number there is 412-480-5090, 412-480-5090. And uh, hopefully you get a lot of listeners on WNR.com in that area who are clients of hers and want to hear what you say about the AKW Group every single Sunday morning, so they can do that online. And once again, in that area, call 412-480-5090. Now, here in town, the AKW Group is in Fairlawn at 3560 West Market Street. Their local number is 234-466-7476, 234 
866-7476 and uh, toll-free number two for those who still use those, uh, 844-388-4953. That'll reach you to the Akron office of the AKW Group. As uh, Walt Secura says, his team can talk to you. And if you're interested, I mean, what would be the first step somebody would take if they would like to uh, talk with you about becoming a client? What, what is usually, usually how it works, uh, you know, when you talk, they just call up and say, I'm interested, well, what happens then? Well, we have a conversation, and, you know, typically we like to get together with people face-to-face and, and hear what they have to say. This isn't really built on us. It's built on them, and everybody's a little bit different, so it starts with conversations. It starts with figuring out, you know, what drives somebody, what their needs and wants are, what their goals and objectives are, and then we, we do an analysis a lot of times of what they have. Uh, that takes its very time-consuming, but it's important um, you know, I, I will definitely point out where people have things that make sense, and if they're doing things good, we'll be the first to tell them, and if there's ways we can improve, we share that as well. So it's a, it's a number of meetings, it's a process, it's, uh, we're very friendly, and I think we you know, do a pretty good job in uh, making people feel comfortable through the process. Once again, the AKW Group in Akron with Walt Secure and his team is 234-466-7476 when you call him up. Tell him you heard him on WNR Kent Akron. Now, Walt, uh, this coming week, uh, Monday, the markets here in America are closed because of President's Day. So uh, what, well, how that impact the week? What are you looking forward to in this uh, uh, shortened week? Yeah, we got a couple more earnings reports coming in this week, Bob, plus some economic data. And you know, we'll continue to meet with, we got a lot of meetings with clients this week. So, uh, you know, busy week ahead of us. And uh, who's going to win the NBA All-Star Game in Cleveland tonight, the East or the West? Oh, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> <Flip up a point. laughs> the team that gets the most points. That there sounds go. good. Again, Walt Sakira, call him at 234-466-7476. Talk to you next Sunday, Walt. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Airbnb, Inc., symbol ABNB. Advanced Auto Parts, Inc., symbol AAP. Crocs, Inc., symbol CROX. Deer and Company, symbol DE. Alphabet Inc., G O O G L. Intel Corporation, symbol INTC. Matson Inc., symbol MTX. Tower Semiconductor Limited, symbol TSEM. And NVIDIA Corporation, symbol NVDA. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have managed or co-managed a public offering of Airbnb, Inc., ABNB, in the past 12 months. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Airbnb, Inc., ABNB, in the past 12 months. And also, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have been compensated by Deer and Company, symbol DE, for non-investment banking securities-related services in the past 12 months.